I'm Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We move on today in Acts chapter 27 to verses 18 through 26. We are traveling with Paul on his voyage to Rome. On our previous study, we saw that in spite of Paul's warning, the crew and owner of the ship decided to leave Fair Havens and sail on to Phoenix, a harbor more suitable for wintering over. No sooner had they set out to sea than they encountered gale force winds. They were forced to lower the topsail and were driven along by the wind. Now we come to verse 18, and Luke continues. The next day, as the seas grew higher, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they threw out the tackle and anything else that they could lay their hands on. The terrible storm raged unabated many days until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time, but finally Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Fairhavens. You would have avoided all of this injury and loss. But cheer up. No one of us will lose our lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night an angel of the God, to whom I belong and serve, stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God has granted your request and will save the lives of all those sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. O come, Lord, and comes, let us sing thanks to our Almighty King. For we our voices high should raise When our salvation's rock we praise Great is the Lord, what tongue can frame And equal honor to His name Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The situation was desperate. The ship was being driven mercilessly by gale-force winds. They wanted to sail northwest to Italy. They were being driven south toward North Africa. The sailors had stretched ropes on the deck to try to keep back and front together. They began to throw cargo overboard, perhaps grain, then the ship's tackle. They tied the ship together... Just what Luke means by this we're not quite sure. Perhaps they ran ropes across the deck to hold the two ends together back and front, or it is possible that they passed cables transversely underneath the ship to hold timbers together. Archaeologists discovered an Egyptian drawing that illustrates this kind of safety measure. The drawing was from Queen Hatshepsut's expedition to Punt, probably Somalia, This drawing was immortalized by an Egyptian stamp in 1926. For many days the storm raged. The sailors lowered the drift anchor for maximum resistance. It is estimated that they drifted perhaps one to one and a half miles per hour. It is time for Paul to speak. Now imagine you are with Paul on the deck of the ship. Luke writes, After the men had gone a long time without food... Paul stood up before them and said, 
Men, you should have taken advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Luke notes that the men had gone without food for a long time. He does not say why. Perhaps the storm had destroyed their supply. Stories of storms at sea abound. Some tell of water sloshing around in the hold and breaking casks and food containers. Perhaps that is what happened. The food supply was simply ruined by the water, or no doubt the people were too sick to eat. Most of us have experienced the total misery of seasickness. At first you're afraid you're going to die, and then you're afraid you won't. It's total misery. Or, if there was any food left, it must have been almost impossible to prepare. Or, perhaps the men were just too discouraged to eat. The situation seemed hopeless. Then Paul speaks. I like Paul's humanness. He couldn't resist the temptation to say, I told you so. When they had been back in Crete at Fair Havens, Paul had suggested they stay there for the winter. His advice was turned down. He had warned of great loss if they continued. The centurion who had the last word since grain ships were in government service decided to go on. But now was not the time to rub it in. Here was the great loss Paul had predicted. Now it was time to encourage the 275 others on board. So Paul says, keep up your courage. It seems almost ludicrous in such a hopeless situation. Paul says, keep up your spirits. Be happy, as James has that same word in chapter 5, verse 13. I can hear some of the sick sailors say, be real, Paul, this is no time to be happy. But Paul has had a word from God. The word is that no lives will be lost, only the ship, the cargo, and the other property. Their lives will be spared. That was a word from God, and his God could be trusted. I must conclude from this account that God's word is always trustworthy and that God has promised to take care of us through the storms of life. Paul said, do not be afraid. That seems ludicrous too. This was panic time. Be practical, Paul. No, do not be afraid. If I read right what God is saying here, then there really is no time ever in a Christian's life where fear is called for. Their situation could not have been more desperate. Yet God said, don't be afraid, trust me. That's a tremendous word for us all. There is no situation in which we find ourselves where fear is really justified. 
We have Christ, and what's more, he has us. God holds not only us, but the sea in his hand. The sea wasn't running wild. It was in his hand. Don't be afraid. It really is possible to have that kind of faith and trust in a sovereign God. It's not impractical, difficult for many of us perhaps, but Paul's is an intensely practical suggestion. So these three statements of Paul to these desperate men took on special meaning for me today. Do not be afraid. Keep up your courage. Have faith in God. Perhaps someone listening today is experiencing special storms and shipwreck. It appears totally hopeless. Judging from the experience, there is no way out. You need to hear from God as these men did. And God's word is, do not be afraid. Keep up your courage. Have faith in God. Paul's last word was, we will reach land. That's the way it is. Things will come out God's way, and God's way is always right. It may not be our way. The owner of that boat lost it all, but his life was spared. He reached land. Land is always ahead. That was God's way. If he became a believer, which I suspect he did, then when he reached the other dimension, the Lord must have showed him that what happened to him, the loss of the grain load, was best for him. I'm sure of that. I believe that's the way it's going to be. That which we call tragedy here, that which we count loss, then we will discover that that was gain. God was right. Wouldn't it be great if we could trust him in the storm now? Oh, oh, oh. 
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.